and welcome to episode 17 17 of the Larger Than Life podcast. I'm Sarav. I'm Rory. And bro, let's just dive straight in. Now, for those of you who actively listen, you'll usually know that we all start. All 20 of you. All 20 of you. That's probably generous. <laughs> Facts. You probably know that we usually start by me saying, so what have we got this week, Rory? But guess what? It's time to take a turn because oh time, shit i know what we've got this week right so it is time for our beer of the week and this week guys we've actually gone and pushed the boat out we thought listen i don't know if you've noticed if you've been watching us from the beginning then you'll know that we have like constantly over time been leveling up you know we started pretty shit with shit camera quality yeah, shit audio shit audio shit background everything yeah. is just terrible. Shit chat <laughs> the chat yeah and you know we've improved our okay no not gonna say that we haven't improved our chat that, that's, <laughs> that's remained constantly shit but hopefully one day one day one day <laughs> we'll get that. but yeah so we've improved uh we've improved the audio settings we've improved the camera quality we've got a new studio you know we're investing in this and this time instead of just picking up a beer <laughs> that we found in the shop we've actually gone and bought an imported beer imported imported from where sarah so guys you might have remembered from last week that I visited the Philippines recently and I mentioned, I think I mentioned it on the podcast that like they had this strong 6.9% beer called Red Horse. Rory? I don't think I'm ready. I've only gone and got it. So guys, this oh, is what we've shit. got this week. This is what we've got this week, Rory. <laughs> we've got a Red Horse beer. Now, um, I did a bit of research on this and I'll, uh, I'll quickly read out the description. So Red Horse beer. The first extra strong beer brand in the Philippines is the high alcohol beer brand of the San Miguel Brewery. Yeah. It is deeply hued lager with distinctive Swedish taste balanced by a smooth bitterness that leads in a strong alcoholic kick. Yes. Um, the features of, uh, of this beer are just one line. Perfect for parties everywhere. <laughs> Facts. Love now, it. now, here's the thing about this beer, right? You have one. You're feeling good. You have two. Feeling very good. <laughs> you have three. You're feeling ready to party, and you're fucked. <laughs> but number four, <laughs> that's dangerous. Danger territory. I know how many beers I can drink normally. But the thing is, like, dude. you know how, like, sometimes when you're on a night out, we're like, you're quite drunk, and you're like, you know what? I'll just have a beer to like slow it down a little yeah. bit. We're having spirits and mixes. You know, like, okay, I'm getting a bit too drunk too quickly. I want to maintain this drunk. I don't want to get any more drunk. You want to you plateau a, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have a beer. Like, this is good level. I want to stay here. Not these. <laughs> Not, these. <laughs> Not these. This is leveling up. Fam. Honestly, I think maybe three times in the Philippines, I got caught out and just like, I, you know me, I don't like getting too, too drunk. Yeah, yeah. Um, And this would get me to that point where I was like a little bit too drunk. But they are fantastic. This so, is probably, this is the strongest I think we've ever had on the pod. This is the strongest we've had on the pod. Take that into account. Now, we've been drinking IPAs. Take it into account. This is a strong beer. Yeah? So it's not... So don't guzzle it. Don't. Just, like, remember that when you taste it. Take more things into account. Okay. So, bro, without further ado, let's crack in. We do need to level up our bottle opener, though. Oh, mate, you're still using Sarah's keys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you could have at least put them in the bloody fridge, Sarah. I know, man. I know, I know, I know. But you know what? The beautiful oh, thing about a red horse is <laughs> they actually taste quite good warm. Nah, really? Bro, I promise you, think about I'm it. I'm intrigued to try this. I think that's the essential for all hot countries. They need to be able to have a local beer that tastes good warm because when you take them out of the fridge, they just heat up so quickly. So quickly, yeah. So like, do you know what I mean? I kind of think that's a prerequisite. 
But uh, yeah, another interesting fact about this, this, obviously, as you mentioned, San Miguel Brewing Company. Did not know that. Do you know where that's based? Spain? In Manila. Really? Yeah. That's it. I didn't expect that. Neither did I. That's interesting. Neither did I. Hmm. Yeah, there's hella Spanish influence in the Philippines. Um, I think that obviously that's comes true. from, I think they, you know, the Spanish obviously held, they were about, yeah, <laughs> they held reign over the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. Apparently the name Philippines comes from King Philip. Swear. Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I an interesting that. fact. Yeah, yeah. And to more like kind of Spanish influence is like, you know, you refer to Filipino people as Filipino, but that actually is kind of general, but then also like Filipino. Imagine, they, imagine if they're just called the Philips. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of obviously general to refer to people from the Philippines, but actually women refer to, but refer to themselves or did as like Filipina. Oh, really? Like Latino, Latina, right, Filipino, yeah, yeah. Filipina. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was quite cool. Oh, wow. But yeah, bro. Anyway, let's get enough. into it. Cheers. Cheers, mate. To episode 17. 17, wow. It doesn't taste that, it doesn't taste that strong. Exactly. It does not taste of 7% at all. It tastes like a lager. I've had 6% ones that I've been like, whoa, we can really, that's not us. Fam, I'm telling you, it tastes that's like smooth. a normal beer. It's mm. smooth. It's smooth as hell. It's so smooth. Bro, it's so fucking smooth. It's not bad, that. And it's 6.9%. Should probably slow down on that. <laughs> I think you should speed up. <laughs> that's great. That's really... Yeah, the fact... I, I wish it was cold. But that's, it's drinkable warm, I think. It's so drinkable It's drinkable. Warm. It's drinkable. It's so drinkable warm. I think I'd... Uh... Okay, listen. I think... Taste-wise, I'm not blown away. Yeah, it's yeah. not my usual go-to, but I think there has to be something to to be said for it tasting as good as it does with such a high percentage. Yes, exactly. And I think you know, perfect for parties everywhere. I could buy that. <laughs> <laughs> that certainly is a feature. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for a. I'd usually give it like a six or a six point five just for the taste, uh, but I'm going to give it a seven just for the audacity of the alcoholic percentage. <laughs> <laughs> now, I. You've got memories with. This I was going to say this is a sentimental one for me. It's an emotional one for you. It is. It is. It really did mean a lot because I remember it was the second day we we're in the Philippines and we're like at the hostel. Me and the boys were like, okay, we'll get San Miguel. We got San Miguel. We sat down and we started talking to a couple of people. Um, I'm going to shout them out. Not that they're listening, but Angie and Lucas. Um. Remember, we're like, oh, guys, do you, want, do you want another beer? Like, we'll get we'll get you one. And they were like, yeah, what are you going to get? We're like, San Miguel. They're like, nah, get a red horse. They're like, what the fuck? They're like, listen, yeah, it's a local beer. It's sick. By the way, it's 6.9%. Like, sold. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> so, yeah. So, from that day on, it was it was red horses. Unless I was too fucked. And sometimes I just have to San Miguel light. San Miguel, yeah. <laughs> San Miguel light. <laughs> but, yeah, man. There you go. So I, for the sentimental value, I'm going to have to give it an eight. Okay. I think that's fair I'm enough. I'm going to have to. Because of the memories you've the got. Memories, it. when it's the memories. lack cold, of memories you've probably had from it. <laughs> and when it's cold, it tastes even better. Really? So it's going to be an eight. That gives an average of 7.5. Perfect. Which is irritating because it's like, that's our, our third beer on a 7.5. It's going to happen though, isn't it? But yeah. yeah. But no, it's, it's a good okay. beer. 7.5. You know it might even grow on me even more. I think it does. I think as you get just 
<laughs> she drank well, more. I'm halfway through the second bottle. <laughs> yeah. I'm screaming at the camera. But bro, how smooth is it though? Hmm. That's very smooth. Yeah. No, bit, I'm a fan. It's a bit too smooth. Too smooth. <laughs> oh. Anyways, uh, 7.5, Red Horse. Get yourself one. Um, I forgot where I ordered it from, but I ordered it online. Really, really easy to get. It wasn't too expensive. I really recommend trying it. Um, but yeah, guys, that's, that's all bear of the week. Um, guys, first of all, I just want to apologise. I'm sort of in the process of slowly losing my voice. So if by the second Red Horse it's completely gone, I do apologise, Sarah. You'll be on your own. <laughs> um, but yeah, the reason is we had, uh, me and Sarah actually went on holiday this weekend. Oh, we did, man. Yeah. Um, we were in Bordeaux. Uh, a mate of ours, um, shout out Will Farrington. I know you're not listening. Um, he it was his birthday, um, and yeah, we basically rented a big house in the middle of nowhere in Bordeaux, and um, it was a heavy one. It was it was honestly one of the funnest weekends I've had in so long, mate. It was so fun. So to set the scene, it was literally for a weekend. Get there on Friday, leave on Sunday. Everyone kind of rolled in around five thirty, six o'clock. The sun was still up. The sun sets late there. The sun was setting after nine. So nice. And like we arrived and it was sunny. Also, this place was a fucking castle. Yeah, we just saw this like, huge fucking manor. It was mad. It was nuts. Like got beers. Like it was just perfect. A perfect way to start the weekend. We're just like, what the fuck is this place? We sort of walked in. We were having a little tour around and we're like, we don't deserve this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is way too nice. At one point, I said to Rory, "Should we just, should we just not go back?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, and what's so annoying is that there was literally a spot, the upper terrace. But we were literally, everyone was kind of like, you know, this would be a sick place to record a podcast. And we we're just like, "Fuck!" Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You left the microphones at home. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we would have done a bonus episode for you out there. But that would have been really fun. But no, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, I'm trying to remember. So, like, what are some of the games we did? So, we did like rounders. Rounders, we did obviously frisbee. Frisbee. Low effort frisbee. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else did we? Oh, there was wine tasting as well. Wine so, tasting. So basically, the the two birthday boys they basically organised like. So originally they'd promised that we were going to go actual wine tasting and some wine farm, and then they're like, "Fuck it, should we just do it? We'll just buy some bottles ourselves and we'll do it mm. in like the grounds and stuff." And um, they nominated like different people to sort of be the, the wine sommelier and um, shout out Brian. Oh, shout out Brian. Uh, and honestly, some of them were so funny. Like some people were like, took it really seriously. And then some people were just like, like one guy, uh, shout out Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. Uh, he was just like, he, he had this bit, this bottle of wine. He was like, so I can't really do the accent, but he's from Birmingham. Don't, don't really, don't really like the, uh, the, um, the wine, more of a lager guy, but um, you know, so, uh, yeah, Chateau Neufte or whatever. So yeah, enjoy, guys. <laughs> it's, honestly, it was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was it was a great weekend. But yeah, very very heavy. Still felt a bit broken on on Monday. Top top weekend. So if you're wondering why Rory's a little bit red, it's because he did get caught in the sun for about two point four seconds, and that's one second too long. For me, <laughs> honestly, I've got this weird thing where I'm like, I don't know. I think I'm just constant. I'm so paranoid about being burned. I went on a, on, a, on a boys' trip to Porto once. I shit you not. I was in, like, we were dipping in and out of the pool, right? I was in the shade the whole day, and um, I was putting cream on, like, you know, factor thirty, admittedly. But like, I was you know dipping in and out. But I was mostly in the shade all day, dude. I swear to God, I had borderline skin cancer on my back <laughs> by the end of the day. It was fucking horrendous. It was honestly horrendous. Like, and my my, my boy Josh, right? He, he had it even worse. Like, genuinely, he lost a whole layer of his skin. And like he's now got freckles on his back from where he got back. He didn't even try, put any sun cream on. He was like, oh, you know, it's fine. I've got like, you know, I've got big and jeans, so I'll be fine, you know? That is stupid. 
he was like just frolicking in the sun all day and mate we were in so much pain and do you know what the worst part is god guess what we'd booked to do the next day massage no worse surfing <laughs> bro i had to get in a wetsuit oh a, a, a wetsuit with borderline third degree burns on your back it wasn't nice dude it wasn't it was, oh, it was that's fucking awful. horrendous um so yeah i genuinely was on the plane and i felt like human dandruff i was just a, a bit it was it was vile, that is vile. um so yeah guys wear sun cream yeah yeah, yeah wear sun cream wear sun cream but yeah no really fun weekend um that was just all right but yeah it was good um there's been some big news this week sarah hit me with it man. did you hear that philip schofield has stepped down yeah after how many years 20 20 years 20 years crazy is it this morning or good morning this morning this morning, this morning yeah. yeah so bro I, I do remember we spoke about this so guys we, we we recorded some episodes before we actually released the podcast yeah and this was on one of our it was pre-episodes yeah, where we that. discussed yeah, yeah something similar about philip schofield and him basically grooming some guy who used to work on the show he was yeah so it was it was so essentially the timeline is is that Philip Schofield um, met Matthew McGreevy, I believe it is, Matthew McGreevy, yeah. uh, when he was 10 years old at like a theatre group. Um, and then when Matthew McGreevy was 15, he publicly followed him on Twitter. And he was a runner on the show of, um, well, obviously not when he was 15, but when he got older, he, was, he ended up becoming a runner on the show of This Morning. Um, and they sort of have had this like friendship for a long time. Um, but we spoke about it, didn't we? Like, did. apparently, obviously, it's it's a bit of an iffy relationship, and there's been a lot of allegations about grooming. Uh, and apparently, he's got a thirty thousand pound super injunction against the British media to not publish stories about this. Yeah, yeah, thirty thousand pounds a week he spends a on a week it. or a month. I I read a, a week. That is nuts. A week? Nah, surely not. Do you know? Let me fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like. I do think it must be a month because thirty thousand a week would, would it, bro. That's one hundred and twenty grand a month. That's that's over a million a year. I don't think he's on that that big boy money. Yeah, no, it's saying here. Um, this Twitter is saying Philip Scobie has been paying crisis management firm thirty k a week for months. A week. That's crazy. That is insane. Absolutely. Insane. The thing is, Philip Scobie, he'll be on bags. He, like he'll have a lot of money to spend. You yeah, know? true. Um, but I feel like, I think this is the probably biggest. So is, this is the quickest rapid decline of a public figure I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Like, on. dude, I feel like even a year ago, mm. no, more than a year, even like two years ago, people loved Philip Schofield. He was yeah. like the nation's sort of. Sweetheart, people loved him. Him and his, him and his, his friendship with Holly Willoughby was mm. like, they were like national treasures, right? For sure. And then obviously this stuff com- comes out about the, the super injunction and him grooming Matthew McGreevy. Yeah. But I think the tipping point was, of all things, was him, them skipping the queue. Mm. Have you not noticed since that moment, the, 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 the discourse around Philip Schofield seems to have just been on the, like a, such a massive decline. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's clear he's a dodgy guy. And then on top of all of this, right, his brother... Um, his brother, a few months, literally about two months ago, gets sentenced to 12 years in prison for 11 um, sexual offences to a child. Have you seen Do you know what I mean? He looks like, he looks like a nuts. He, yeah, he, he looks does, like one. Yeah. yeah, I can't know. Yeah, man, no, fair enough. Um, so how did it all go down? So, so apparently there's been rumours that like um, 
him and Holly Willoughby have not been speaking whatsoever. Yeah, I think that happened after this whole thing about the super injunction came out. So that was maybe quite yeah. a few months ago. I also think the brother thing as well hasn't helped either. Yeah. Because I think... Philip Schofield, like, supporting his brother. Because I think I think Philip Schofield has said, like, reportedly said conflicting things, like, in his statement in court, but also publicly. So he said, like, oh, I've not spoken to him, but I have no knowledge of this. But then he's also an account of him saying to his brother, listen, like he, he his brother um, admitted to watching porn with an underage child. And Philip Schofield said, whatever you do, like, don't ever do this again. So obviously he did know that some dodgy things were going on. Yeah. Um, but my theory is him and Holly Willoughby have not been speaking because I think that Philip Schofield's brother must have been around Holly Willoughby's kids at some point. And I think the fact that Philip Schofield didn't warn Holly Willoughby about that is why she's not speaking to him. Because you, if, if you think about it from her point of view, you would be fuming if like your kids had been around like a sexual predator. Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? I'm so like, you come out with such like great theories. That's my theory, yeah. But how do you do that? It's, I just, it's yeah, very I just, that's what I think. Like, Okay, the, most people think that she just wants to publicly distance herself from him. Mm. I think if she wanted to do that, she would have stepped down from this morning herself. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my theory. Mm. But yeah, there's been like if you not noticed in the media, there's been a whole stink around Philip Schofield. Yeah, and I think yeah, it's it's all just come to a head now, and now he stepped down. Well, so apparently, like that's why he came out as like gay, like publicly. Yes, that I forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah. So that's he literally he pulled a Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey did the exact same thing. Saying, yeah. Allegations came out against Phillips uh Kevin Spacey. He literally said, Okay, I'm gonna distract the media and say, Oh, by the way, I've been gay, a gay man for this many years. Yeah. Philip Schofield did exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but I think it what it worked, to be honest. Yeah. Because people weren't really speaking about the whole grooming case. Yeah. Um but I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I know I I know someone who works in media and like the word on the street is that Philip Schofield is an absolutely awful person. Really? Yeah, apparently he's horrendous. Oh, and like why? Like just very just like like just diva. a very like if you've been what twenty years, you've been the lead, star. the star of a, a of a of an early morning British TV. Like you're heralded by everyone to be like such a credit to the industry. Like you're gonna be a dick, and mm. apparently he's just like very like toxic, yeah, behavior. I do think like just Neil Rory should get the job. Like, hire us too. Yeah, yeah. I think we'd be great on this morning. Just rating beers at 9am yeah, yeah, in the morning. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> no, just rating different, like, brews of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, that one's a little bit over-extracted. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but any, but nah, I don't know, man. Philip Schofield. Um, I think he's a dodgy bloke. Oh, of course. Just, like, there's no smoke without fire. Agreed. And I think he's a dodgy bloke. Agreed. To an extent, like, I, I, there's no smoke without fire. I think he's definitely dodgy because there's like pretty compelling evidence to suggest he is. Him and this guy, I forgot his name, who was grooming. What was his name again? Uh, Matthew McGreevy. Yeah. So Philip Schofield and Matthew McGreevy, they were photographed together having like dinner. Yes. Yeah, so it was. He was underage. So it was. Uh, do you remember a guy called Jack Jones? Yeah. 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 So Jack Jones, basically, this is years ago. Like, no one noticed at the time. But Jack Jones, like some proper lame YouTube prankster guy, yeah. um, he basically did like a, a, a video pranking um, Philip Schofield in like a cafe or something. And who's he sat next to opposite? A very, very young Matthew McGreevy. But it's so crazy how like that got captured and like kind of no one really... No one noticed, yeah. But, but now yeah, I think it... now more stuff's come out and everyone's a bit like, oh shit, that now makes sense. Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen because like obviously as we've seen, 
prominent media figures are able to get away with yeah. so much. Money, you can silence people with money. And like, if this guy, Philip Schofield, has got 30k to pay to the press to stop stories from getting released, it's like, what else are you kind of being, like, why are you doing that? You're obviously covering something. Exactly. Right? And then, what else are you kind of using your money to to do? There's probably so much other stuff that's not that's not knowledge in the press. Yeah. Why do, Why do you think it's like mainly... I don't want to say mainly, but if you think about how many celebrities there are, obviously it's kind of more of a select few. Like, it's not like a huge, it's not like the entire population, you know. There's a limited number of people who are kind of prominent media figures. Right, yeah. Why do you think there's such a high proportion of those who, those prominent media figures who happen to be fucked up? I think it comes down to, I mean, they're not all, all of them, but like, yeah, I think there's such a high percentage is because when you become that powerful, I mean, you get that much attention on you, but you become powerful and people bend to your will, right? And now when you eventually get everything for free and you've got everything you ever want and anything you ask for, you'll get, you eventually start looking for what's, you know, probably, you know, you can't legally get, right? And that's why people end up breaking the law and doing horrific things. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm, I think there's more to it, man. Because why, why, like, if we've seen so many instances where like media, prominent media stars will start like, I don't know, sexually assaulting children, it doesn't that that doesn't make sense to me. Well, because they're in a position of power, right? Yeah, but there must be something that that clicks in their head. Yeah, which is like, and maybe they've got the issues before. Do you know what it is? Is that they can just? They, I think they you just have the issues before. Yeah but you've got the money to get away with it. You've got the money and you've got the power to silence people. And I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think, to be honest, uh, mo- the most celebrities don't do this sort of thing. Yeah. We just hear about it because they're celebrities, right? Yes. So I think like, I think ultimately they've got these issues before, uh, whether it's the way they've been brought up or, you know, nature or nurture. But um, I think what it comes down to is they've just got the power to get away with it. Yeah. Whether it's Jimmy Savile, whether it's Philip Schofield. Yeah. Whether it's Rolf Harris, yeah, who's dead now. Sorry, <laughs> Rolf Harris. Do you know that he's like a pedo- pedophile? I don't know who he is. He's like a, I think he was like a musician from like thirty years ago, and like he was he in a band. I think he was in a band. Let me double check. I feel like he was in a band. I don't recognize the name. Rolf Harris. Was he in a? I feel like he's in a famous band. Or was he just a musician in his own right? <laughs> Uh, he was an Ameri- an Australian entertainer, musician, singer, songwriter, composer, comedian, actor, painter, television personality. Okay. So he's fucking everything, basically. Wow. Um, and he was like a pedo, and he did some horrific stuff, and he died died this week. Um, but anyway, but yeah, Philip Schofield, dodgy, dodgy bloke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's interesting seeing like the media being like, oh, like, loads of people paying tribute to Philip Schofield and his two decades in in service to the media. It's kind of. It's weird. It is weird. It's weird that people are doing that. Yeah. Um, but in other news, mm. in lighter news, uh, have you heard about Taylor Swift and Matty Healy have been rumoured to be dating? <sighs> what are your thoughts? I think they're a, they're a good match. Can you, hey, so, Sarah, can you imagine the album quality when the two of them inevitably break up. No, I was literally thinking that. It's going to slap. I was literally thinking a, that. A 1975 breakup album? Like, coming out on the same day as a Taylor oh, Swift one? I just, I really, really find him annoying. 
I, th- I find him quite funny. Nah, and like I his whole voice. Like when he talks and shit. Like I watched some video of him talking about something and he's just like, someone's like, oh, what do you guys do straight after a, a gig? And he's just like, oh, right after I lie on the floor, smoke a spliff. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. And he's like, but back in the day when I used to do smack. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's a very, like, I think, He's a very, I think that's, that. I think Matty Healy's personality, his mm. abrasive personality, and outspoken personality, is probably half the reason why 1975 are as big as they are. Nah, do you think? I think, I think they're really, ta- I think they're really talented as a band. And I think like, they've got bangers. But I do think if they had like the personality of your average um, indie, indie band. Yeah. UK based indie band, I don't think they'd be as big as they are. Maybe. Uh, yeah, he's. It shows how important the front man is. I mean, he's the only person from the band that I know the name of. It's fair, mm. same as the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, you don't know that's why they're called the front man. Yeah, you don't know the back men. <laughs> well, I know all of the Beatles. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the Beatles are different now, aren't they? I know. I I only know Guns and Roses, Axl Rose slash one I, of the others. I, I know Red Hot Chili Peppers. Do you? Yeah. Are you a big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan? Reasonably. Yeah. You've got Anthony Kiedis, lead singer. Go on. Chad Smith, drummer. Okay. Flea, bassist. What? John, John Frisante. Nice. He's the lead guitarist. Then you had Josh for a while. That's what his last name. He replaced John. Okay. Did a few, few new songs with him. I've never been... Unpopular opinion. Not massive on Red Hot Chili oh, Peppers. Oh, what? Why? It's just like... They're like... It's good music. And it's... But I don't know. I just never... I am so so happy that you've led me to this. I just I I just find like people love them. One of my housemates went through a real Red Hot Chili Peppers phase. I just found it really annoying. Like I, I listen to their music, and I'm like, okay, technically that's great, but I'm not. I don't get any feeling from it. I get nothing. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a list of songs that you need to listen to by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I've heard the main ones. Okay, but maybe the main ones aren't the ones. Okay, okay. so firstly, okay, fine. Of the main ones. Yeah. What? Okay, so like, I like Scar Tissue a lot, which you would have heard. Yeah. Uh, Danny California from Stadium Arcadium. What, is it Under the Bridge? Is it Under the Bridge? I, that's not one of my favourites. Yeah. That's one of their just basic songs. But Danny California is a, that's incredible. That's got a, a sick guitar. So Stadium Arcadium, in my opinion, is probably one of their best albums. Oh, really? Yeah. They also have a song which is more unknown called Slow Cheeser. That's okay. a beautiful song. Like, it's just so good. And they've done like really, really cool shit on it. Like at the end of the song, they like put it all in reverse. Oh, cool. And it sounds okay, so send me send me some tunes because yeah. I think I've heard like their main hits mm. and the stuff I might, I might have listened to when I was younger. When I was Can't more in... stop as well. I think I know that one. That's it. Oh, okay. I don't... Okay, do you know what? Do you know what? No, no, no. How does that song not get so gas? I'm you turning. I'm you turning. Yeah. yeah, that song is alright too. I, I forgot that was by them. That's such I a good song. Yeah, that is alright. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, fine. But bro, I'm really glad. Yeah, you... send me some more because I don't know. I just maybe maybe it's because my housemate just fucking. I honestly, my my mate, you know, who I'm talking about I'm talking about John, right? <laughs> he goes through phases where he will just listen to one. Like he went through a Beatles phase. He went through a Red Hot Chili Peppers phase. He's now in a Breaking Bad phase where he keeps pretending to be Baltimore. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think it was just because I kept hearing it on loop all the time. Uh, but yeah, no, do you know what? Can't Stop is a good song. Actually. Such a good song. Yeah, yeah, I take that back. But yeah, bro, I'm really glad you brought me onto this because I actually 
have been meaning to speak about this, but I forgot about it. So I'm going to mention it. Bro. Go on. The lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Anthony Kiedis, the front man, he has had a fucked up life. He's had a fucked up life. So firstly, you might notice he's actually super intelligent. Like the songs, very like to be a lyricist, I think, and a good lyricist, you have to be fucking clever. Yeah, like it's 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 hard. It's essentially like writing like poetry and prose. It's like difficult. Yeah. So Anthony Kiedis is a very very interesting guy. So basically, he um his parents split up when he was young, and he used to live primarily with his mum. Now, on the week, or in the summers, he used to go spend spend them with his dad. His dad used to live, I think, in LA, in California. I think it was in LA. And his dad was basically, you know, like a wannabe actor, uh, possibly also in a band, I don't remember, but basically in that kind of industry. And he was also kind of a drug dealer on the side. It's like selling drugs and getting money. Now, Anthony Kiedis used to go stay with him over the summer. So he was basically exposed to this whole lifestyle of like drugs and shit. First time he smoked weed, he was eight years old. Eight? Eight years old. There's pictures of him as a child with a cap, long hair, a cool kid, just smoking weed. That's crazy. Crazy, right? He lost his virginity, I think, when he was 12. Maybe even 11. I'm not entirely sure, but I think he was 12. Right. Maybe 13. So, yeah. And um, he actually lost his virginity. To his dad's girlfriend. What? Yeah. When he was 12. When he was 12. 12 or 13. Fucked. Yeah. So he scarred by that. Asked his dad if he could do it. And his dad said, yeah. What? And his dad basically told the girlfriend, right, he goes, and then the girlfriend was willing to do that? Yeah. He also fucked Cher. Fuck. Might have been the same. I've lost his virginity chat, I'm not sure. Shit. Yeah, it was fucked up. He went to university to UCLA, which is, for those of you who don't know, a very good really? university to study English. Right. And, um, yeah, like, he's a really smart guy. And I think he dropped out because he got addicted to heroin. Fuck. And then this guy's had a life. He's had a life. That Jeez. is literally kind of rock and roll. Like, is he, is, sorry, is he the, the rock and roll lifestyle? Is he, um, sorry, the front man? He's a front man. Front man, fucking. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. rough, though. That's like, it's not that rock and roll. It's, yeah, no, no, it's pretty, fucked. pretty it's horrendous. Fucked. It's fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, I wish yeah. I had that childhood. <laughs> childhood traumas, rock and roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but like, kind of just like that whole, like, crazy. Yeah. But like, yeah, dropping out of uni, heroin, it's all like, like yeah, it's all very, of that. Yeah. And just like, bro, because at the time, he wouldn't have known he was going through trauma. Fucking hell. Which is crazy, right? And now he's like the lead singer of this super successful Mass, band. Yeah. Have you seen him? Bro, he's like in his 50s and he looks incredible. Really? He looks incredible for his age. What's his name? Anthony Kiedis. Anthony. He looks pretty good. Yeah, he looks so How good. How old is he? 19... Oh, yeah, it says there. 60 years 60 old. 60 years old. Yeah, he looks, he looks great. Bro, I'm telling you. Jesus. So, what moisturizers does he use? Bro, I think it's called heroin. <laughs> hey, boy, we're missing, we're missing a trick here. <laughs> Fucking hell. Bro, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, for a man who, like, was into heroin, he's looking pretty... Fr- Maybe he doesn't drink anymore because he's, like, sober. Maybe, yeah. But Is he, he sober? I think he must be, yeah. But very, very interesting guy, man. Very interesting guy. So, yeah, thought you'd, uh, thought you'd enjoy that one. 
But yeah, anyways, if we quickly revert back to uh, Taylor Swift and Harry yes. Styles, I'm honest. Like, what, sorry, not Harry Styles. Taylor Swift and Matty, Matty Healy. Healy. For me, like, Harry Styles, Matty Healy, they're kind of interchangeable. Yeah. You know One's I mean? a little bit more fucked up than the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, I don't, I don't really like care, but they're inevitably going to break up. Taylor Swift, Swift is going to have a new album. She's going to break records. He will make a good one. Might get addicted to heroin again. No, he's been through that phase. I'm convinced Matty Healy did heroin because he thought, I need to be a heroin addict for at least a little bit in order to be a worthy front man. I, th- I actually think he might be right. I genuinely think. He and there are, like, there are rumours that like he actually wasn't addicted to heroin. It's all, it's all just a sort of like... No, I, I, actually, thing. I actually kind of agree with you. Yeah. You know he's um, the son of a loose woman host. Oh, wait. He's like a Nepo baby. A what baby? A Nepo baby. What's that? Nepotism baby. Oh, no way. Yeah, she, his, his mum was in, like, in media and stuff. So obviously, he had like, lots of contacts. So it's interesting. Um, but yeah, definitely did. I think he just got into it by choice, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he just seems like the, that kind of guy. And his weird, like, Manchester accent to be like, oh, I need to do heroin. Yeah, he's he's got quite like a pretentious way of speaking. He'd be like, I, I, oh, guys, if you ever want to watch anything, oh, like if you want to watch 40 minutes of the most insufferable content ever, watch the interview of Zane Lowe and Matty Healy. And it's just, oh, it's, it's awful. It's like, you know, when we were making this album, it was, you know, people sort of think I'm quite pretentious and sort of self-deprecating, but I really thought that I wanted to go for something genuine and sincere, you know? And people think it's quite lofty, these ideas. I, and I'm like, fuck it. I, I'd switch off after a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, pretend, he's pretentious. No, he's, he's yeah, hella yeah, pretentious. He's an arsehole, man. I, I don't like him. I, I, think he's, he, I think he's actually a weird bloke. Yeah, he's weird. No, he actually is. He's weird. This is the thing about all these like celebrities, yeah? Just because they're famous, people forget. They're like, they're actually, like, some of them are actually a bit weird. You've got to be weird. And also, I think being famous makes you like fundamentally will change the way your brain works and like i think if you become famous too young it does oh big time but then like look at ed sheeran he seems like a pretty well-adjusted bloke he after watching his his his, uh documentary i was actually surprised how like normal he is like he's just got his mates and like just seems i want to go for a pint with him he seems like it seems nice i genuinely i think it's because he doesn't do like shit that other people do when they get like famous and rich which is just like go on a bender like Go yeah. crazy, go to clubs, slap down money, get a table, fuck loads of like random people. Because he he was saying that in uh, in his uh, documentary, he was saying that basically he got to after his uh, it's called Plus, his first album, mm. you know, the A Team and stuff on. Oh mate, uh, Incre- incredible album. Um, after that, obviously, he got really big. And he was in LA, and he said he was at this big party, and there's all these people, and he's having loads of fun. And then he just looked around, and he was like, "Hang on, if something bad happened here, like no one cares." Like, do you know what I mean? If like, I had like a family tragedy, no one here gives a monkeys. It's just, everyone's, it's just fun, but it's not like, they're not my real friends. And that was the moment you moved back to, uh, I think believe he lives in Suffolk. And he just, yeah, just has his, has his homemates, lives with his family and that's it. Or he owns a pub. And he owns a pub. Yeah, yeah. And he goes to the pub. Yeah. And like normal, like not famous people go there. And they, they, they're just, just like, oh, Zed. Like, yeah. Zed. Like, it's bad. Right. I like to think like I was do, you, do you think if you became really famous mm. like in the space of six months you went from being you to um, having like you know, a platinum record and you were like you were touring and you were famous and you were like the next big thing 
do you think you'd be humble about it? Yeah. You think you would? I do. I really do. Um, don't get me wrong. I do think some of it would go to my head. Yeah. But like, I trust in the friends I have to, to keep you level. To keep me mm. level. And I think that I value them enough to keep them in my life. Yeah. So, I, I, do you know what I mean? And I only think that because I feel like I'm old enough now to... To realise that. Yeah. To, 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 to know who your I, real I friends are. I feel like are. I'm mature enough to kind of have that reality check and, and that, that desire for a reality check and not to be surrounded by yes people. Yeah. That's the uh, biggest... That's the biggest... Um, yeah. I actually think if you if you like, if you won the lottery or became suddenly super famous, you actually have to be so careful like who you hang around, who you put, who like you let in your circle after that, yeah. which is really sad. Yeah, but like you could never like start making new friends because you're always a bit like, well, what do you do? You just want something from me? No, that, I think that's probably why you'd only inevitably become friends with other famous. people. Yeah, friends with other famous people, and then your original like original like your friends. original friends. Yeah, because yeah. like yeah, I, I have thought about this before, and it's like. Well, who am I now? I'm someone who wants the criticism, who likes to try and stay like as humble as like yeah. I can be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What about you? What do you think? No, I'd be a cunt. <laughs> uh, no, I. I think I would. I think I'm. I think I'd be probably stay humble. Yeah. Um, I definitely had fun with it. No, you know, yeah, of course. I'll get fucked up. Mate, but, you know, I'll, but, um, I'll get fucked up. But yeah, I just think, like, I think you just sort of get to an age, don't you, where, like, I know who my friends are now. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, you compare yourself to where you were when you were at uni and you're, like, meeting all these new people and you're so much more. Like, whereas now I'm like, I just know who my friends are. And I'm. Facts, I actually say, as I've got older, I'm now way less. Which is sad. I say it. But I'm actually way less, like, um, I make less of an effort to, like, make new friends now. For me, I'm which just is bad. way less tolerant of people who piss me off yeah like, and irritate me mm. like i don't need to be around you so i'm just not like, going I'm not to do, do it kind yeah. of thing. do you know what i mean mm. i'm just i have way less tolerance of people who irritate me yeah and you don't even have to irritate me much it's just it's just a little bit then yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. no but i say that on the whole i'm a nice person i like meeting new people and i like making new friends but if i kind of get the vibe that like you're not really my flavor I will look for a way out of the conversation. I think that's there's put, yeah. other people I'd rather talk to. And that's not, it, I, I don't want to say it's not personal, but it kind of is personal, but it, it's not, it's more, it's more to do with me than it is to do with the person. It's just like, yeah. our time, I value my time. Whereas maybe, you know, five years ago, you might've been like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll keep talking to this guy. For sure. But whereas now, now it's like your time is more valuable. 100%. You're, yeah. When you're spending eight hours a day, minimum, yeah. on a, in, a, in a nine to five job, you're spending two hours a day in maintenance, eating, getting ready, yeah. going to bed, whatever, right? That and then eight hours sleeping. You've got six hours, and in fact, change that two hours to four hours because you've also got like commuting and stuff like that. Yeah, that's yeah? true. That's four hours of your day, four hours of your day that you've got midweek free. Like obviously, I'm going to spend that with people who I are guaranteed. Yeah. I'm guaranteed to enjoy the company of. No. So why, like, it's, again, if we're having a conversation and it's like, we're not really clicking, I'm, I would much rather go chat to one of my friends who I know I'm going to enjoy a conversation with because my time is valuable. And that's not me being a dick. That's just, I spend enough time doing shit I don't want to do. 
or enough time to completely agree. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you, do you not also find, you know, when you're at work, I find like at work can be quite a socially exhausting. You're, you're on, you're like, you can't just be like, you're quiet at work and you you have to be on, you've got to be in meetings, you're yeah. talking to people. You're like putting a lot of social energy in. I don't, I, I've, I've got to the stage now where like, I don't want to spend that putting in effort with people. I'm just, I know I'm not going to be like good mates with. Okay. Interesting. Like I'm obviously keen to meet new people and stuff. Mm. I feel like, I don't know, like, I don't think I've made like a proper new friend in a long time. Like since like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you not think your your main group of friends is, has stayed the same, hasn't changed in the last like four years, three years? No, it has. It has stayed the same. Yeah, more or less. Mm. Um, have I made new friends who I hang out with more? No, not really. Yeah, it's interesting, that, isn't it? Just, I, I have actually. I have at work. Oh yeah, that yeah. But like true, genu- yeah. but like a genuine genuine, genuine friend, friend yeah. who I've hung out with outside of work as well. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, no, not, not it's really. interesting, isn't it? Yeah, has do you think did COVID make you less yes intro uh, sort of less extroverted hundred percent yeah hundred percent in a way I used to be super introverted sorry extroverted and I used to not enjoy hanging out with myself and actually COVID made me enjoy hanging out with exactly myself. the same yeah exactly the same. I used to like prior to COVID I my like recharging time was hanging out with friends and I could like you know I could genuinely wake up sit around hung over just chatting with mates all day they go out chat like you're just constantly surrounded by people and that's how i like that's that was my that's like, the way I like it. what's the word recovery sort of yeah, yeah, time I agree. now like dude i i get exhausted like mm. i i need i need like i really crave now just a bit of time to myself to absolutely like, you know watch telly or something you know oh massively massively yeah. bro sometimes i just want to like just sit there i just want to be a pig you know yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. i completely agree I, I i enjoy my own time now Massively, so it's good. Um, well, I don't even know how we got here, Rory. I think that was that was, that was a big tangent. It was a huge tangent. Huge tangent. Um, apologies. Hope you enjoyed that. Yeah. But um, Rory, uh, I wanted to hit you with one of my longer than life topics. Oh God. So maybe this is something we'll introduce every now and again. But I was longer than life a longer than life topic. Okay. Um, I'm calling it a longer than life topic because it is genuinely something that I hope gets you thinking, and I hope yep. it gets the audience and people listening thinking. Um, but it's a thought I had recently. So, you know how like there's loads of different countries, right? Loads yep. of different countries, and in most of the countries, they'll speak different languages, right? There's different dialects. There's different gestures, there's different meanings to things you do, right? In like communication isn't super fluid. Yeah. Don't you think it's so mad how like even though we can't speak to like everyone in different countries, there's different languages and stuff. Yeah. Time is a universally I say universally. Time is a concept that is understood and recognized in every single country. We have different currencies, different languages, different calendars, different. Do we? I think we do. No Chinese New Year. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. But like, time is a recognized thing around the world, and everyone adheres to it because we've all got different time zones based on your longitude and latitude, based on your 
that one. When did people decide that? One. Exactly. How did oh, that? Be- so how true, did that become a thing that everyone, someone was just like, right, everyone, yeah. this is the time. That's so true, actually. Because time, it's like a complex thing that someone sat down and worked out, right? They've, you know, gone one, two, three, 60 times to put it into a minute. And then 60 of those minutes to make it into an hour and called those 24 hours a day. And everyone agrees on it. Everyone just agrees. That's so, that's wild. Everyone agrees. Like that is agreed upon, but then there's conflict in the world. <laughs> like, but everyone agrees on everyone time. Everyone agrees on time. How is that? How is that? Do you not? I've got no answer to that. That That's crazy though. Because there had to have been a moment where people thought, we should probably keep track of this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's like, oh, we should probably get some sort of system in place. Well, the thing is, is that like we, you know, ancient civilizations used to obviously record time differently. So you've got like the Mayan calendar. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. 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 And um, I'm trying to think if there's any others. There's like other calendars out there as well. Whatever. But oh, I've just time... Googled something here. So the measurement of time began with the invention of sundials in ancient Egypt. Yeah. Sometime prior to... Uh, 1500 BC. Okay. However, the time the Egyptians measured was not the same as today's clocks measure to the Egyptians, um, and needed, uh, f- needed, f- and indeed for a further three millennia, um, the basic u- I can't read. <laughs> uh, the basic unit of time was the period of daylight. Yeah, fine, fine. That doesn't answer our question. It does. How the fuck right? was it invented? Because surely, yeah. if you've got different languages, you would have different ways of counting that. That's so true. What we call a second, someone else might have called like a thespot. And it would but be like calls it as... four and a half of our con- conventional seconds. So true. Right? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? It have to have, had to have been past the point of like... Someone must have communicated. It, might, it has it, to have been around the time of like colonization, right? Perhaps. Like, it's like the British colony probably invented it, you know, Greenwich Mean Time, all that sort of stuff. And then I can spread that around, you know, and thought, oh, well, this is a bit lighter. If I go this way, so we'll say that's plus one and I reckon it was the British. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But that is crazy, though. It's, it's, it's an interesting yeah. concept, isn't it? And why did they agree to it? I don't know. They do like know. a random country. Yeah, that's correct. That's yeah, crazy. I just thought, it'd be, I just thought mm. it was interesting. And then something else that you may not know. Uh, do you know why we have leap years? Why? Uh, isn't Dino. Oh, I don't know. Okay, no. so the reason we have leap years is because um, you know how there's the basic the way we calculate a year 60, 60 seconds in a minute, sixty minutes in an hour, yeah. twenty four hours in a day, three hundred and sixty five days. That's actually slightly off. In a year, what? it's three hundred and sixty five days and a quarter. Oh, so that's why. so it's slightly off. So if we didn't have the leap year whenever that got put in place, yeah. then like we would actually be out of like the seasons. So the re- Oh, interesting. Yeah, so like... That's a bit of a head fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually, it's actually just off. They, ju- they just fucked it up. Fuck. That's such a clerical error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just Shit. messed it up. So it's 365, whoever invented time. Yeah. Fumbled it. Just fumbled it slightly. Fumbled time. But luckily we managed to fix it. Shit. And that's why every four years, you know. That's really interesting. Four quarters a day. Yeah. That's you every day. Yeah. Love it. There I, you go. That's mad. Yeah, well, uh, I enjoyed that one. Uh, so there you go, guys. That's my log and my thought of the day. Nice. How are we doing for time, by the way? 
Uh, I think, I think that's yeah. Yeah, we good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we've got one more topic. No, no, no. Oh no. no. Right, let's wrap up. <laughs> I was, bro. You were like carry on. No, I, was like, I know what the time is, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, guys. We just want to say thank you for listening. All 15 of you. Uh, this has been Larger Than Life, episode episode 17. Uh, you can find us on um, all the places you listen to this podcast. Uh, Spotify, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Um, guys, if you're listening, please leave a review. Um, subscribe, follow. Uh, you can find us or, with the short form content on TikTok and Instagram at Larger Than Life underscore LTL. Llama Tango Llama. Um, so guys, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks very much, guys. Peace. Cheers. Cheers. Diamonds, go on wearing